Antediluvian Revelations, a poetic retelling of the Book of Enoch, the Prophet. Part 5, Canto 2, Enoch, Noah, the Great Deluge, and the Apocalypse. Furthermore, in the text of his sermons, Enoch presented these everlasting messages of truth and prophecy. Attentively consider heaven, all ye progeny of heaven, and all ye works of the Most High. Fear God, and do not conduct yourselves criminally before him. If he shut up the windows of heaven, restraining the rain, and do, that it may not descend upon earth on your account, what will you do? If he sends his wrath upon you, and upon all of your deeds, you will not be able to supplicate him. If you utter words against his righteousness, with language proud, defiant, and powerful, there will be no peace for you. Do you not see the commanders of ships, how their vessels are tossed about the waves, torn to pieces by the winds, and exposed to the greatest peril? They therefore fear, because their entire property, the whole of it, is embarked with them on the ocean, and they forebode evil in their hearts, because it may swallow them up, and they may perish in it. Is not the whole sea, all its waters, and all its commotion, the work of him, the Most High, of him who has sealed up all its exertions, and girded it on every side with sand? Is it not at his rebuke dried up and alarmed, while all its fish and everything contained in it die? And will not you, ye sinners who are on earth, fear him? Is not he the maker of heaven, earth, and all things which are in them? Who has given erudition and wisdom to all that move progressive upon the earth and over the sea? Are not the commanders of ships terrified at the ocean? Shall not sinners be terrified of the Most High? Enoch continued to present the prophecies of his dream visions to all of his family and future generations within the epistle of sermons, that they might heed these warnings of an apocalypse. In those days, when God shall cast the calamity of fire upon you, whither will you fly, and where will you be safe? When he sends forth his word of eternal truth against you, correcting you, are you not angered and terrified? All the luminaries are agitated with great fear, and all the earth is spared while it trembles and suffers anxiety. All the angels fulfill the commands they receive from him, and they are desirous of being concealed in the presence of the great and glorious one while the children of the earth are alarmed and troubled. But you, ye sinners, are forever accursed. To you there shall be no peace. Fear not, ye souls of the righteous, but wait with patient hope for the day of your death in righteousness. Grieve not, because your souls descend in great trouble, with groaning, lamentation, and sorrow to the receptacle of the dead. In your lifetime your bodies have not received a recompense in proportion to your goodness. In the period of your existence you were sinners, and your end will be a period of execration and punishment. When you die, you sinners will say concerning the righteous, As we die in this global thermonuclear war, the righteous die too. What profit have they in their works? Behold, like us, they expire in flames being sorrowful. What advantage do they have over us? Henceforth we are equally receiving the same suffering. Their fate is no different. What will be within their grasp, and what will they see but darkness forever? For behold, they are dead too, and never will they again perceive the light. I say unto you, ye sinners, ye have been satiated with meek, drink, raping, sin, and a human plunder, having lived lives of wealth in the sight of good days. Have you not marked the righteous that their end is peace? No oppression is found in them on the day of their deaths. The righteous appear to perish among the sinners, as if they were no different, while the souls of sinners descend in trouble to the receptacle of the dead, and the souls of the righteous ascend to freedom in heaven. The promise of salvation for the righteous clearly opposes the claims of the sinners who have always planned to celebrate the suffering of others by crimes of their hands. But now I swear to you, ye righteous, by the greatness of his splendor and glory, 
by his illustrious kingdom and by his majesty, to you I swear that I comprehend this mystery. I have read the tablet of heaven, have seen the writing of the Holy One, and have discovered what is written and impressed on it concerning you. I have seen that all goodness, joy, and glory has been prepared for you, being written down from the spirits of those who die eminently righteous and good. To you, blessings shall be given in return for your troubles, and your portion of happiness will far exceed your portion of life among the living. The spirits of those who die in righteousness will exist eternal and rejoice with exaltations, and the remembrances will be before the face of the Mighty One from generation to generation. None of them will fear disgrace. Woe to you, sinners, when you die in your sins, your priests who are like you say, respecting you. Blessed are these sinners, they have lived out their whole lives, and now they die in happiness and wealth. Distress and slaughter they know not while alive, and in honor they die. Judgment did not overtake them in their lifetime. Has it not been shown to you that, when to the receptacle of the dead your souls will descend, your evil deeds will become your greatest torment? Into darkness, into the snare, and into the flame, which will burn until the great judgment, your spirits will enter, and the great judgment will last for ever and ever. Woe to you, for to you there will be no peace. Neither can you say to the righteous and to the good who are alive, In the days of our trouble we have been afflicted. We have seen every species of trouble, and many evil things we have suffered. Our spirits have been consumed, lessened, and diminished. We have perished without the possibility of help for us in word or deed. We have found none, but have been tormented and destroyed. We have not expected to live day after day. We hoped indeed to have been the head, but we have become the tail. We have been afflicted when we exerted ourselves, and we have been devoured by sinners and the ungodly. Their yoke has been heavy upon us, those who have exercised dominion over us, who detest and goad us into war, and to those who hate us have we humbled our necks. They have shown no compassion for us. We have been desirous of escaping from them, that we might fly and be at peace. But we have found no safe place to go, to be secure from their persecutions. We have sought an asylum with princes in our distress, and we have cried out to those who were devouring us. However, our cry has not been regarded, nor has anyone been disposed to hear our voices. Instead, they all prefer to assist those who plunder and devour us, those who diminish us, hide their oppression and fraud, and remove not their yoke and sanctions from us, but devour, enervate, and slay us while concealing our slaughter, nor remembering that they have also lifted up their hands against us. Such as it will be near the end of time, when sinners will rise up against sinners, and their war will escalate to great destruction. As it is written, so will it be, saith the Lord. In response to this antediluvian revelation of a future event already in progress, while this poetic version of Enoch's prophecy has been in the stages of composition, Enoch continues to exhort the faithful and those who will listen to his words. I swear to you, ye righteous, that in heaven the angels record your goodness before the glory of the Mighty One. Wait with patient hope, because you have previously been disgraced with evil and with the afflictions of plagues. But now you will sing like the luminaries of heaven. You will be seen in the gates of heaven open to you. Your cries have pleaded for judgment, and it has appeared to you. On account of all your sufferings, shall this just recompense become required from the sitting princes of darkness and evil, and from every one who has assisted those plunderers. Wait with patient hope, and do not lose confidence. Do not relinquish faith, hope, and love, for great joy shall be yours, like that of the angels in heaven. Conduct yourself as you may need to in life, and know that you will not be concealed in the day of great judgment. 
You will not be found like sinners, and eternal condemnation will be far from you, so long as the universe exists. Fear not, you righteous believers of the eternal truth, when you see sinners flourishing and prospering in their sinful ways and deeds. Be not associated with them. Keep yourselves at a distance from their oppressiveness. Associate yourselves with a host of heaven who will never leave your side. It occurred to Enoch that these sermons and prophecies might not be so easily accepted or received because a great amount of time will have passed from that time which he initially spoke them. He endeavored to provide some additional assurances to the righteous while admonishing the sinners who ceaselessly persecute the faithful for their service to God. Sinners will say to you, All our transgressions will not be accounted or recorded in heaven, but all of your transgressions will be recorded by us daily on earth. Be assured that in light and darkness, day and night, all transgressions will be on record before God Almighty. Be not impious in your thoughts. Do not lie and do not surrender the word of truth. Do not lie against these words of the Holy and Mighty One. Do not worship idols, for all lying and impiety are not the purpose of righteousness, because they are all great crimes. In his time, Enoch provided a warning about his words, and this warning has been made known from the beginning. This warning will continue just as Enoch stated it, and that this points out a mystery. Many sinners, heretic Christians, Gentile Jews, and infidel Muslims shall turn and transgress against the word of eternal truth told in this book, because it all represents uprightness and true prophecy. They shall speak evil things about it. They shall utter falsehoods and accusations against it. They will execute great undertakings to discredit it, and they will compose books of their own words. However, when they write all these words correctly in their own languages, they will neither change nor diminish them, but will write them correctly, all which when the first Enoch has uttered concerning them. Additionally, there is another mystery pointed out here. To the righteous and the wise shall be given books of joy, integrity, and of great wisdom. To these latter-day saints shall be books given, in which they will believe, and in which they will rejoice. And all the righteous will be rewarded, those who acquire the knowledge of every upright path, from this poetic retelling of the book of Enoch the prophet. In those days, saith the Lord, the chosen one shall call upon you and my children of the earth making them to listen to this wisdom. I will show you that Jesus Christ is still the Messiah. I will show you that remuneration shall take place over the whole earth, for I and my sons of heaven and earth will forever hold communion with you in the paths of uprightness. Peace shall be yours while you live on earth. Rejoice, children of integrity, in the eternal truth. After a time, Enoch's son Methuselah took a wife for his son Lamech. She became pregnant by Lamech and brought forth a child whose flesh was as white as snow and as red as a rose. The hair on his head was white like lamb's wool and long. His eyes were beautiful and bright. When he opened them, his gaze illuminated all the house like the sun. The whole house abounded with light, for he was the most beautiful child. When he was taken from the hand of the midwife, he opened his mouth and spoke to the Lord of Righteousness with all of his breath that his voice reached the heavens. Then Lamech, his father, was afraid of him. And he flew away to his own father Methuselah and said, I have begotten a son unlike other children. He is not human. He resembles the offspring of the sons of heaven, of the angels of heaven. He has a different nature from our own, being altogether having the appearance of an abomination. His eyes are bright as the rays of the sun, and his countenance is glorious. He looks not as if he belonged to me, but that he was the child of an angel. I am afraid lest something miraculous should take place on earth in his days. And now, my father, let me entreat and request you go to our progenitor Enoch to ask and learn from him the truth, because he resides among the angels, the watchers. 
When Methuselah heard the words of his son, he went to find Enoch and ascended the heights of the nearest peak at the extremity of the earth, because Enoch had told him to call him there. And Methuselah cried out to his father Enoch. Enoch heard Methuselah's voice, and he went to his son on earth, saying, Behold, I am here, my son, because you have called to me. Methuselah answered and said, On account of a great event have I come to thee, and on account of a sight difficult to comprehend. On account of a great event have I come to thee, and on account of a sight difficult to comprehend have I approached thee here. Hear me, my father, for to my son Lamech a child has been born who does not resemble him, and whose nature is not like the nature of a man. His color is whiter than snow. He is redder than a rose. The hair of his head is whiter than the whitest wool. His eyes are like the rays of the sun. And when he opened them, the whole house illuminated. When also he was taken from the hand of the midwife, he opened his mouth and loudly blessed the Lord in heaven. His father Lamech feared and fled to me, because he could not believe that the child was his, but that he resembled the angels of heaven, which would make him an abomination to God. We should please the Lord with righteousness. I have come to thee, Enoch, that thou might point out to me the truth. Never before known to humanity, the genetic anomaly now known as albinism appeared in this early day, but the child who came to be Noah was not an abomination. He was not an angel, nor did he truly look like an angel, because he was entirely human and natural. Noah was the same as Jesus Christ in his birth, because both were natural-born human beings. They were not progeny of eternal beings and human females. Both Jesus and Noah were blessed at birth by God Almighty, whose Holy Spirit was within them upon their first breaths. Noah's efforts saved the animals and a remnant of humanity. Jesus' efforts will save the souls of the righteous and faithful. All of this occurrence was already known to Enoch, who had been with the watchers in his days, and he came to his son Methuselah, returning to the earth on that mountain, where his son had called out to him on that day. Then Enoch said to his son, The Lord will effect a new thing upon the earth. This I have I explained and seen in a vision. I have shown thee within the tablet of heaven, that during the generation of Jared my father, those who were from heaven, the errant sons of God who came to earth, disregarded the word of the Lord, the primary directive of non-interference. Behold, they committed crimes irrespective of their species, and intermingled with human women. With them they also transgressed, married them, and beget offspring, who became the Nephilim the abominations to God. A great destruction, therefore, shall come upon all the earth, a deluge over the entire planet. A great destruction will take place in one future year in the life of the child, when he becomes a man with children of his own. This child which is born to you shall survive on the earth, and his three sons will be saved with him, when all of mankind and the abominated offspring, those that beget as giants not spiritual but carnal, shall die in this flood. Your children will be safe, and have a posterity as I have proclaimed to you. Upon the earth shall a great punishment be inflicted, and it will be washed clean from this corruption. Now, therefore, inform thy son Lamech that he who is born is his child in truth. He shall call his name Noah, for he shall be to you a survivor. He and his children shall be saved from the corruption which shall take place in the world, from all the sin and from all the iniquity that shall be consummated on earth in his lifetime. Afterwards a great impiety will occur on the earth. For I am acquainted with the holy mysteries, which the Lord himself has discovered and explained to me, and which I have read to you from the tablets of heaven. In them I saw it written that generation after generation will transgress until a righteous race shall arise, until transgression and crime perish from off the earth, and until goodness come upon it after judgment day. And now, my son, go tell thy son Lamech that the child which is born is his child in truth. 
and that there is no crime nor deception. When Methuselah heard the words of his father Enoch, who had previously shown him every secret thing, those secrets from the tablet of heaven, the tablet that might have been similar to a galaxy or an iPad, he returned with understanding and called the child Noah, because he will console the righteous upon the earth and save the innocent on account of the destruction which will occur in Noah's lifetime. Enoch wrote another book for his son Methuselah, and for those who would come after him and preserve their purity of conduct in the latter days, those being the books of the saints of the latter days. You who have labored shall wait in those days until the evil doers be consumed, and the power of the guilty will be annihilated. Wait until sin passes away, for their names shall be blotted out of the holy books, and their seed shall be destroyed, and their spirit slain at last. They shall cry out and lament in the invisible fallout, that radiation which burns them in a bottomless, endless fire, where they will burn for eternity as punishment for their wickedness, as compensation for their oppression of the righteous. There Enoch perceived, as it were, in a cloud, which could not be seen through, for it came from the depth of the earth, towering to a height he was unable to look up, to see its end at the edge of heaven. He also saw a flame, a fire blazing brightly, a glittering mountain swirled around in it, and the earth was agitated from side to side. Enoch saw the end of it all, a mushroom cloud, the final destruction of mankind. Then Enoch inquired of one of the holy angels who was with him and asked, What is this splendid object? For it was not in heaven, but a flame of fire alone which blazed. In it there is the clamor of great noise, woe and suffering. The angel said to Enoch, There into that place which thou beholdest shall be thrust the spirits of sinners and blasphemers, of those who shall do evil, and those who pervert all of which God has spoken, by the mouth of the prophets who have warned them, of what they should not do, and what they should do. For respecting these things there shall be writings and impressions above in heaven and on earth, that the angels may read them and know what shall happen both to sinners and to the spirits of the humble. To those who have suffered in their bodies the harm of those who inflict them with their lives, God will reward the righteous who have been injuriously treated by those wicked men. God will reward those who have loved him, not been attached to gold, silver, nor to anything of value in the world. They have given their bodies to the torment. The Lord's mercy will pour out like a river to those who from the time of their birth have not been covetous of earthly riches, but have regarded themselves as a breath passing away. Such has been their conduct, and often has the Lord tried them. Their spirits have been found pure, and that they bless his name. All their blessings Enoch has related in this book, and God has rewarded all of the righteous, for they have been found to love heaven with an everlasting aspiration. In another sermon to his children and others, who will one day listen to all of his words, Enoch declared to all of this audience, God has said, While the righteous have been trodden down by wicked men, they have heard the verbal abuses and blasphemies, and they have been ignominiously treated while they were blessing me. I will call the spirits of the good from the generation of light, and I will change those who have been born in darkness, who have not in their bodies been recompensed with glory, as their faith may have merited, I will bring them into the splendid light of those who love my holy name, and I will place them on a throne of glory peculiarly their own, and they shall be at rest during the unnumbered periods. Righteous is the judgment of God, for to the faithful shall he give faith, hope, and love in the habitations of uprightness and eternal truth. They shall see the Christian heretics, the Jewish Gentiles, and the Muslim infidels cast into the darkness, 
those who have been born into the darkness of lies, while the righteous followers of eternal truth shall be at rest. Those sinners will cry out, seeing the glorious, who were not fooled by the lies, the falsehoods of those popes, priests, rabbis, and imams, those who are the purveyors of the beast's deception, the one whose name has a number, and that the number is a sign of who he is, and not of any enumeration. Those who worshipped him after being marked for their belief in the science of man and not God, those condemned will burn in the fires of hell, while the righteous who rejected the lies of the beast will exist in splendor, proceeding forwards to the days and periods prescribed for them. Just as this is written, so will it be, saith the Lord. Here ends the visions of Enoch the prophet. May the benediction of his prayer and the gift of his time on earth forever be with his beloved. May all those who read this retelling of those mighty words of Enoch know how he has been on earth multiple times and his spirit is eternal, being part of God for eternity that he guides the poet in this task of telling what has been lost over time so that all of mankind may finally know the eternal truth. God is extraterrestrial and he is eternal. God loves all of his creations, and he wants all of his creation to exist with love. God's sons are the angels in heaven who watch over all of his creations, and Jesus Christ was not God, son of God, nor was he born of a virgin. Jesus Christ was the Messiah, who, like Moses, delivered God's people from the bondage of enslavement, from an evil power of oppression. To all those who followed his teachings believed that Jesus was the Messiah, and they did not blaspheme God by saying that Jesus was Son of God because he was Son of Man, and to those who have lived truthfully, never having taken the life of another human being, these will be offered to eat the fruit of everlasting life. For all of those who have truly believed in the eternal truth of Jesus Christ, having lived to love, forgive, and bless the Lord God Almighty in everything about their lives by repenting daily and being forgiven of their sins and errors, for all those who have believed there is only one God and refusing the pagan implications of the Trinity lie, by not worshipping idols, by not coveting wealth or the property of others, by not taking the Lord's name in vain, by not bearing false witness, for keeping the Sabbath holy, for not committing adultery, for not stealing from others, for honoring thy father and mother, and for loving thy neighbor as thyself. God offers forgiveness forever. To those who have blasphemed God by accusing him of impregnating a human female with a baby like those unholy angels who descended to earth to create this falsehood, such that the testimony of Jesus Christ is no better than Greek, Roman, or Sumerian mythologies, and the heretical lies of many other false testimonies that ultimately deny Eloy's monotheistic supremacy in the universe, Michael, Fanwell, Raphael, and Gabriel will deliver unto them an eternal damnation in hell for all of those who have committed sin, including the blasphemy of God being three persons. God will forgive them if they repent of their sins on or before the Day of Atonement. The tenth day of the seventh month has been and always will be known as the Day of Atonement. It will be this day when God turns his attention to earth that he might make the decision to impose his wrath or to bless humanity with forgiveness for having repented. While there remains the hope for everlasting life, time is running out for those who deny the eternal truth. This concludes this episode of Antediluvian Revelations, a poetic retelling of the Book of Enoch, the Prophet. Be sure to subscribe or follow for notifications of new releases. Thank you for listening. I am Michael.